0: Welcome to Total Wine & More.
1: I want something fun in the sun.
0: You'll love this sparkling wine. Wow,
1: great price.
0: Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine & More, drink responsibly B21.
2: Boost your mood in New Jersey. Surprise yourself with new wonders.
0: Stroll beaches and boardwalks. Discover places to dine and catch up with friends. See inspiring art, culture, and history, too. Savor sea breezes and explore all the treasures nature has waiting for you.
2: Rise to the call of adventure or catch a wave into the ocean blue. Find it all at visitnj.org. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Taz, and of course, you're listening to the Intro Dallas Podcast. Let's go. <music> Get Today's show started off. Let me give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Miss Diane Kleins with dskleins.com. Uh, She's a representative of a firm called Legal Shield. Look, they handle everything <laughs> under the sun that you can possibly need legal service wise, uh, from contracts to wills, um, court representations letters and documents they do everything look i tell everybody it's like this why wait until you need an attorney and have to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars whenever you can literally have an attorney for anything that you need right now for as little as i want to say $29.99 a month <laughs> Uh, you can't beat him. So do me a favor, visit uh, dsclines.com for more information. In the meantime, in between time, let's get into the show. And hey, what's up everybody? It's your boy Taz. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Number one, it's free. Number two, they're creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So do me a favor, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So I tell people I classify my music as mature adult (laughs) R&B. Uh, or in being so do me a favor stream my music uh wherever you listen to your music whether it's apple spotify or youtube or other platforms again go to i am trevane that's I M T R E V A Y N E. subscribe to the youtube channel um to be the first to hear music and to get exclusive updates to everything that i have going on Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Taz. Look, I'm excited and I'm happy because we're back with the Intro Dallas podcast. Four shows a month. Uh, We're trying to do it every Saturday, but this one is kind of late because we had to get some things together. But we have some really good stories. Uh, in place for you guys, and of course, I can't launch this season without having a guest, and I don't have just any guests I have Mr. George J. Blamos. You've probably seen him on Bull, Wu Tang Clan Saga on Hulu, and so much more. But do me a favor, search him out after you hear this interview. Uh, that's George J. uh Of course, the spelling of the name is going to be in the description, but he's dope. And he's right here on the Intro Dallas Podcast. But let's get into these stories so that we can get into that interview. Because it goes down. It's your boy Taz. Let's go. So let's just get right into it. Let's talk about what's going on in news around the world. Of course, you know, uh, I do a wrap-up of things that uh, has happened over the last seven days. And this story, I don't know what people have on their minds these days. I know that we're all coming out of the whole pandemic, COVID-19, Amoricon, or whatever, Amarion, <laughs> whatever that whole situation was, we're, we're, we're pretty much out of that now, to me, because, you know, no one is saying wear a mask anymore, which is something for a whole nother story, but uh, I am a fan of the one and only breakfast club in New York City, that's DJ. Envy Angela Yee and Charlemagne of God. And as I was listening to this story, I was like, this shit can't be true. <laughs> but let's go to uh, NBCNewYork.com. It says uh, New York subway platform feces attack suspect gets supervised uh, release for prior hate crime. Let's go down to the story. A man alleged for smearing human feces on the face and head of a 43-year-old woman sitting on the subway bench uh, has been charged in that attack. Excuse me. Uh, and hate uh, feces, hate crime charges for a previous accident. Now I'm going to screw up this name, but I don't care because I really don't care about him. Frank. Uh, whatever that last name is, 37 of the Bronx uh, faces a slew of charges uh, including assault, menacing, harassment, reckless endangerment, and disorderly conduct charges for a vile incident in February. According to the criminal complaint, he was released on uh, his own, recognizance by the judge, the Bronx DA office said. Uh in the vile Bronx subway incident a woman was sitting on the bench of the sub oh, I'm sorry of the southbound platform at the East uh 241st Street station around 5:15 p.m. on February 21st when this guy I cannot say his name uh Abroqua I don't know allegedly attacked her Police released a video that shows the man holding what appears to be a black plastic bag as he approaches the woman. He then mashes the bag. Uh, he then mashes the hand holding uh, of the bag into her face before he runs off. Uh, this is what he says: "I'm uh, I'm not a criminal." I'm sorry. Uh, the MTA chair and CEO Jonah Lieber criticized the decision to release this guy saying that it defiles common sense that knowing i'm sorry that he is allowed to go free he says i'm not a criminal justice expert but i don't understand how someone who commits this kind of assault which was violent horribly victimizing uh, a transit rider can just go free even when he has four other open cases against him, including two other transit assaults and hate crime charges, uh, Libra says in a statement. Uh, let's just talk about it right fast. And I want to know what you guys think about this, because, you know, I'm not a fighter, but don't push me. <laughs> Let me help you guys one more time. I'm not a fighter, but don't push me. Don't put me in a situation where I have to defend me. And I'm sorry, uh, under any circumstance, under the sun, whether it's me, anybody I know, my mother, my, my sisters, my aunties, uh, my girlfriends, my homegirls or whatever, you do that to somebody I know and I'm going to jail. Lock me up. How do you guys feel about this? Oh, should he have just been let go? Is this something that we should just pat on the back and say, okay, well, he, uh, w- whatever the situation. I think up there you have to have a, um, there's a new bill or something that has been been passed that allows him to be let go. One bill and just trust that he'll go back to court whenever he's supposed to. But my problem with this whole situation is, you have, I'm sorry, my phone is ringing in recording. I did not put it on silent, but let's do that now. You have to understand that um, that woman is probably scarred for the rest of her life. Keep it in mind um, for most people in New York, the, that public transit is their primary uh, form of uh, transportation to get around. So you have to uh, question now, is it safe or in her mind? Is it safe for me to get on this train anymore? Is it safe for me to use this form of transportation? Because uh, clearly, Does the law even care? Do do, do the police, do the courts even care that this happened to me? Because right after it happened, keeping in mind, this is not his first time being charged with a hate crime, but he's being let go. He's free. He's able to walk around and do whatever he does. Do me a favor. Let me know what you think about this story. Hit us up on Facebook under the Intro Dallas Podcast. Hit us up at Instagram and Twitter at SMG officially. I want to know what you think. It's your boy Taz. Hey, don't worry. We'll be right back with one more story. Hey, it's not by mistake that you're listening to this show right now. I promise you it's not. But do me a favor and follow us on all social media. Uh, that is the Intro Dallas Podcast on Facebook Facebook and smg officially on twitter and instagram okay so yeah we're back with the intro dallas podcast of course it's your boy taz and i want to thank you guys for once again for coming back to check us out i'm so tired (laughs) of white privilege Let me just put it out there. I'm tired of it. Let's go to the griot. Um, This happened, uh, I want to say, about a week or so ago. Caught my attention, wanted to talk about it. Thought you would like to know so that you will know what we still have to fight against as black Americans. Black woman says she was forced to give up her seat to two white women on a Delta flight. First of all, (laughs) y'all would have had to land the plane for me. But let's go into the story again. This is the Grio. It says the California woman ex- uh, claims she had a Rosa Park a Rosa Parks experience on a recent Delta flight, Delta Airline flight, when she was asked to give up her seat and move to the back of the plane in order to accommodate two white women. I don't think you heard me. Let's go back. Let's rewind the tape. <laughs> A California woman claimed she had a Rosa Parks experience on a recent Delta Airlines flight when she was asked to give up her seat and move to the back of the plane in order to accommodate two white women. And Stop right there. I paid good money for this seat. I ain't going nowhere. I'm sorry. And then really not sorry at all. No, it's not going to happen. But let's go down into the story. As reported to Revolt, Camille Henderson was on her way back to the Bay Area from Atlanta on February 3rd when Delta flight attendants asked her to give her seat um, after two white women sitting next to her uh, in the same row complained about having enough room. They felt like they were ticketed first class seats, but they couldn't. I'm sorry, they felt like they were ticketed first class seats, but they couldn't provide the tickets. Henderson told uh, ABC 7 News, the two women reportedly complained to the flight attendant for over an hour before Henderson was asked by the airline staff to move to row 34, the plane's last row. Hold on, let's rewind that. I need you guys to hear everything that's going on. The women reportedly complained to the flight attendants for over an hour before Henderson, a black queen, was asked by the airline staff to move to the row 34 of the plane's last row. Henderson shared in an audio recording with ABC 7 News in which someone heard her. Um, someone is heard asking, "Are you flying by yourself?" Henderson confirmed that she is. The person responds. There's a seat back there in aisle 34, and it's an aisle seat. Henderson's seat was uh, for a window seat in row 15. You want me to go from 15 to 34? You done lost your mind. Instead of uh, standing her ground and refusing to give her seat, Henderson complied out of fear of retaliation. Let's see what this video says. I hope you guys can hear it.
0: major delta hub to visit family
1: my mom lives there and i went to go visit her and her sisters
0: who has some kids on camille's return flight on february 3rd a game of musical chairs in the air she was seated in row 15 in the window seat at takeoff but by the end of the flight she was sitting in row 34 she said the two women seated next to her in the middle and aisle seats were upset about their seat assignment
1: they felt like they um were ticketed first class seats, but they couldn't provide the
0: ticket. After the complaints went on for more than an hour into the flight, Camille started recording part of that exchange. Unfortunately, all my first class seats. Yeah, I'll Camille says that was a Delta flight attendant speaking with those two passengers next to her. Eventually, the flight attendant proposed a solution to get the women more space, but Camille would have to move. Are you by yourself? Yeah. There's a seat back there.
1: make it a race thing but instead of asking the two white women that were seated next to me in an attempt to accommodate them you know they basically made me have to move and i just don't know why i had to move because you know that was the seat that i paid
0: for so camille moved to her new seat at the back of the plane in row 34 she said she was embarrassed by the experience
1: as i'm walking back there it's just humiliating you know it's like having the entire you know uh Flight, look at you, and you know, everybody's kind of asking what's going on.
0: After getting back to the Bay Area, Camille spent the next several days trying to contact Delta Airlines.
1: Submitted a um,
0: complaint online. After hours in hours on hold, yeah, she finally got a customer there. service supervisor on the phone who told her, So, how are you humiliated for them to
1: ask you to go to another seat? You're basically saying that there's nothing that you can do. No, none of
0: these
3: circumstances, but I'm showing
0: them, no. Not satisfied with the response, Camille reached out to ABC 7 News. After we stepped in, Delta provided the following statement. We are looking into this situation to better understand what happened. Delta has no tolerance for discrimination in any form, and these allegations run counter to our deeply held values of respecting and honoring the diversity of our customers. Camille feels these words are hollow after her experience.
1: Me as a black woman, I was displaced to make two white women comfortable. That doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Do you think that you'll be flying Delta again anytime soon? Never again.
1: Never again.
0: Julian Glover, ABC
1: 7 News.
2: See, for me, I'm going to tell y'all me. All right. Again, that was, let me say this right ABC 7 News. (sighs) I'm sorry. They say that there is nothing they can do about this situation, but I believe differently. Discrimination is discrimination. I need her to get the attorney that everybody else that's uh, going through something is getting, was it uh, Benjamin Crump? I need Benjamin Crump on this one because he, he he seems to be able to get, um, you know, results. Uh, I do believe that this was definitely a discrimination Um Case and I don't understand why the two white women uh, were not asked to move. If they were so uh, in an, an uncomfortable position, they should have been asked to move to the to the back of the butts. goddammit. it! Nah, to the back of the plane, <laughs> uh, where there was probably ample amount of seats for them too. Uh, I'll say this: I do believe that uh, Miss Henderson was treated, Miss Camille Henderson was treated unfair. That's just me. I want to know what you guys think, what you feel. Do me a favor. Hit us up on Facebook under the Intro Dallas Podcast. Or you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at SMG Officially. You will see a picture with the topic for this uh, particular podcast. and You can comment and let us know what you think. It's your boy Taz. Hey, we'll be right back. Uh, I think we have one more story. Let's see. Do we have one more story for you guys? I don't want to flood chart because I definitely want to get into this interview. Yeah, I have to do this. Florida, now I understand why Charlamagne the God say the craziest people in the world are from the Bronx and all of Florida. Next up, you'll figure out why. So I tell people I classify my music as mature, adult, (laughs) R&B. Uh, or, in being so, do me a favor, stream my music uh, wherever you listen to your music, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, or other platforms. Again, go to I Am Trevane. That's I M T R E V A Y N E. Subscribe to the YouTube channel um, to be the first to hear music and to get exclusive updates to everything that I have going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Intro Dallas Podcast. So, this next story, uh, before we get into this interview, of course, um, I don't know what has given men the right to determine what a woman does with her body. Let me say it again. I have no clue what gives white men the privilege to tell women what to do with their body. But this comes from CNN politics. Uh, Charlemagne the God always said that the craziest people in the world come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Well, Charlemagne, I've set you right about a lot of things, but this one is definitely one of them. Florida legislature passes bill banning abortion after 15 weeks. Let's go. Florida Governor Dan uh, DeSantis is poised to sign into a law a bill that would ban most abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, allowing only uh, for exceptions involving serious risk to the pregnant person and fatal fetal uh, abnormality with no exception, no exception, no exception. To rape or incest The Republican sponsored bill Was passed uh, By state senate On Thursday night And was swiftly commended I'm I'm sorry condemned By President Biden DeSantis said Friday That he will sign The ban In short order Uh, There are Protections for babies That have heartbeats that can feel pain And this is very very late DeSantis said uh, In uh, Set at an event in Jackson, Jacksonville Florida Friday morning And so I think I'm going I'm sorry so I think when you're Talking about long uh, Late term You know uh, that one thing And so you know I think uh, The protection is warranted uh I'm just going to say this because it's going to cause a lot of conflict, I guess, because some of the listeners may be for it. Some of the listeners may be against it. But I don't think that me as a man or any man in general should have that much power to uh, basically tell a woman you can't do with your body what you want to do. What would we say as men if women passed a bill that said after you've made one child, you can make no more? What if, the, uh, what if women passed a bill that said if, if uh, women can show and prove uh, where you've had uh, sex, where you've laid down with more than one woman, you go to jail. Or after you've laid down with two women, you can't do it anymore. And if it's proven that you do, you go to jail for 10, 15 years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what has happened to have these white men, white men, Joe Manchin and all of these white men, white men be able to tell a woman, not even just a black woman, but a woman, period, what to do with her body, uh, regardless of how the baby was conceived, whether it was rape or incest, rape or incest, rape or or incest rape or incest. We should not give one person that kind of power. We shouldn't give men that kind of power anyway, because they don't know what the hell a woman go through. I don't know what a woman go through. I remember being in the room uh with one of my homegirls from high school that she had a baby and I was like, God damn, I'll never go through this. I'm glad God made me a man. Shout out to your queen. You probably you're listening to this laughing. Because I'm talking about you. But I don't understand what happened that, um, why we would give men that kind of power over a woman's body. I have a problem with it, a serious problem, and I think that stuff like that should not happen. But again, I'm a black man in a white world. This world has been against me since I was born, but then with other situations that I'm involved with, it's definitely going to be against me. I'm a black, gay, black man. Look, I'm black and I'm gay. So they already don't want me here anyway. <laughs> they're, they're trying to do shock therapy on us and whatever. But I'll never understand why we feel that we should have that that power or that pleasure to tell a woman what she can or can't do with her body. Um, all I can do is just pray that, you know, I don't really know what the prayer is, though. What is the prayer? Like, I thought about this prayer for a long time, and I I really, I have no idea what to pray. So maybe you guys can tell me something I don't know. (laughs) In the meantime, in between time, as usual, I want to know what you think about this bill, what you think about this law. hit me up on Facebook under uh, the Intro Dallas Podcast or under SMG officially on Twitter. And, um... Instagram, or you can hit us up at www.ilovethespotlight.com and just leave a comment uh, under the page for this particular broadcast. In the meantime, in between time, I told you guys I have a wonderful interview. I have Mr. George A. Blamos. He is the star. um, He's an actor. I'll call him a star. He's a star actor. He's a producer. He's everything. Um, He's been featured on uh, Bull and one of my favorite um, shows on Hulu. Just because I like the U-Tang Clan, he's uh, also uh, been there and a plethora of other places. But let's get into this interview with Jorge Blamos. It's your boy, Taz. Don't go anywhere. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Taz. And you are listening to or watching the Intro Dallas Podcast. Whichever one you're doing, I definitely appreciate it. I am joined with, or joined, yes, I'm I'm joined with the one and only Mr. George J um blamo uh you have seen him on such shows as the cbs bull um the wu-tang clan american saga and on commercials with usher and remy martin for the team up for excellence campaign the one and only i just watched one of your videos for wakanda oh you like that one i like that video i love it it was yeah (laughs) I love it. See, I'd be stalking once I know I have somebody I want to talk to. I'd be on it. Man, welcome to the intro. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Definitely, man. Off the top, who is George A?
3: So George A is an actor, director. He's also a low-key manager. Um, He just loves to bring his experiences
2: into his craft. Definitely. Uh, I'll get in into the career in just a minute, but I love to uh, see how people start off and you're doing really, really big things now, but how did you get into the business? So I've always, it's funny you say that. My mom
3: told me as a child, like one of my teachers told her she should push me into acting, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really do it. So I, cause I played baseball. So I had to choose one and I love baseball. So once I got injured in college at Penn State, um, that's when I started to join the acting community. And then once I joined the community, it's been, thank God it's been up from there, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, A part of uh, our discussion for this episode of the intro is uh, not giving up. I know uh, every audition or even in sports everything probably didn't necessarily go the right way all the time what was your motivation in those times to be like look I know or I feel that this is what God has put me on this earth to do so I'm going to do it what was that motivation?
3: Uh, It's just I haven't had an easy life you know Um, so I feel like my experiences I'm able to now uh, God has brought me to this planet to show my experiences through the characters that I play. So um, that, for me, is like really, really the stronghold that keeps pushing me yeah. to go more. So it's like you know, this game is not easy. It's a roller coaster. You got your highs, you have your lows. It's more just being humble, you know. Yeah. Um, being a student always, and just being Desensitized to no's. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, get those. I get those yeah. a lot. You know. What yeah, I mean? so you're just seeing the yeses. You know what I mean. But mm-hmm. I've gone through thousands of auditions that have told me yeah. no. So it's just believing in yourself at the yeah. same time and
2: having faith. Yeah. What is the one role you haven't received that you're ready to receive? Black Panther. Ah! i forgot in new York. For it. i'm here that's, for it one
3: I, I have to i have to i have to do it i have to do that one that's one that's his one i want, I, want need, that
2: one. I am going to download that video and i'm gonna post it everywhere and i'm gonna put please. hashtag get george <laughs> please 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 i need we that we need please you sure. on this show man i gotta um, do it got to man got to what was so what is it about that role or about that movie that that draws you to it it's just
3: I want Africa to be represented correctly. Um, yeah. And for me, it's just a dream just to be able to play something that I come from and put all my not that I don't put my pride and energy, but like when it yeah. hits home, it's, it's just a beautiful story, especially for black people as a whole. And I loved how the first movie connected the diaspora and Africa together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just going to keep growing from here. So I wanna become uh, part of that movement.
2: How long have you been acting
3: professionally? Professionally, about seven years. I've been acting my whole man, life. Theater, uh, skits for church, you know.
2: Uh, I've always, always been a creative. I'm glad you said that word creative. A creative, to me, a creative's mindset is different from other people. Like we think different, we live different, what are some of the, the the bigger differences or things that you would consider uh set you apart from other people?
3: Uh it's it's just everyone's it's experience, right? Um and also like what you've been like I guess have around uh to keep you growing. Um yeah. in terms of I guess like you I would say for a creative our problem is we don't really think business-wise, right? Mm -hmm. So I've had to learn in the last couple of years As you know, like, I might have all these great ideas and whatnot, but you also have to understand it's a business. And then once I started thinking and understanding how the business works, my creative and business side just kind of keeping
2: me going, if that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. I think that's something that a lot of people, there are a lot of good people in whatever industry they're in, whether it's music, whether it's acting, whether it's whatever it is, they're good at it, but they don't know the business. And that messes you up every single time. Every time. So let's 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 talk about bull, man. You've been heating up the blogs uh with your guest uh appearance on bull uh where you played uh where the basically the case was there was a facial recognition facial recognition system uh used by police. Uh and uh, uh I guess it falsely recognized
3: you and you were killed? Yeah, you know. I don't know if you saw the episode. I don't know if me and that
2: guy looked alike at like, oh man. and oh, oh it was one of those situations where like, you know, and even in today's world, like in society now, I know that there are a lot of um a lot of people, I look at it like just like that facial recognition falsely showed you we're profiled like that a lot every single day
3: i'm
2: happy you said that and
3: it's very true because you know sometimes i'm walking they're like oh i just saw you a minute i'm like that wasn't me yeah you know what i mean so but that's also another thing that i i felt like the episode really touched on from another uh perspective Mm -hmm. so now people are starting to understand okay I know I physically, uh, facially uh, misrecognize people of color all the time, mm-hmm. even in happens, you know what I mean? So maybe now we'll bring the conversation to people, just understanding, look into the eyes of people before you categorize
2: them under a certain label. Yeah. Because a lot of times I believe that we are just because we're, we're dressed a certain way. We walk a certain way. We talk a certain way. People put us in a category, but, um, the category, the person that you put in that category can oftentimes be the total opposite. Correct. And you you miss out on your blessing or you miss out on a good thing whenever you miscategorize somebody. Um, how do you uh, feel that, that that particular episode plays a major part in, of course, we all know, but in your explanation, how, how that plays a, a major part in what's going on in today's world right now?
3: I just think it was important. Even the date that it aired was January 6th. January 6th. um, It's very important just to continue to have the conversation, even though the conversation is dying, you know? Yeah. Um, So I'm happy the episode was able to bring that. And the episode stayed intense throughout the whole... Yes, it did.
2: Yes, it did.
3: Right? So... um, for me, it's it's hard to play those type of roles as well, even though I love I love doing it because then you I had people saying, oh, I thought you really died. But that's good. I want people to understand, like, you know, mm-hmm. I want you to see me in every other black person that gets misidentified. If that yeah. touched you like that, that's so I did my job.
2: And yeah, I'm really happy with it at the end of the day. So outside of Bull, of course, I'm an old head, so I love Wu-Tang Clan. It, it's, it's just that's one of my top five dead or alive. Let's talk about that experience, man.
3: Bro, it was... The block was watching me. So honestly, it was just... I had to do it right for the block and the story. Um, I had such a fun time on set. Uh, mm-hmm. It was cold. We are in Staten Island. Um just even filming with um, Malcolm D. Lee. He's a yeah. legend. Um, so I was very honored and blessed to honestly be on that set and just to take notes. Like I said, I'm always a student, so I was just taking the note of the surrounding and just listening. On set, you always have to listen. Yeah. So just trying to be a, a great team player.
2: So being on set with all uh, the individuals that were there, uh, what's one of the things that you e- either learned the one thing that you took away. Uh
3: f- from I got to watch Ashton Sanders where he's he's a beast. Mm-hmm. He, he's really a monster. Um you can just see he's tapped into his character throughout the whole time. Everyone yeah. has different styles, but I feel when you really want to um portray a certain character in a certain yeah. way. You have to, me as an actor has to do their best to make sure I'm bringing that out because that's how it was written. That's how the production wants it seen. So it's just, you know,
2: just again, being a student, that's it. Yeah. Well, I am a student of a young man that you had the pleasure of being in the company of and that's Mr. Usher freaking Raymond. I feel like he is my mentor, my big brother, my coach, my everything. What was the experience with Usher uh, and Remy Martin for the Team Up for Excellence campaign?
3: I couldn't believe his age. (laughs) Uh, The way he moved, bro. The way he moves his, 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 bro. Yeah. Like like even during uh, rest, he was still dancing. He had more energy than all of us. And honestly, that energy kept the mood of the whole day going because it was a long day. It was like 14 hours. It was kind of chilly, you know, but just having his energy and vibe there the whole time mixed in with Jake. It was an amazing, 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 amazing,
2: amazing uh, experience. And I hope I can
3: shoot with him again.
2: Honestly. So you just did something just now and you also did it on HBCUID also. So I have to ask, do you dance? Because you be up in here. No, I'm from Ghana.
3: We have to know how to dance a little bit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: did y'all hear the change up? I love it. I promise I do. Yeah, man. Um, let's talk about with um with myself. Uh, tell us the concept.
3: So uh basically it happens right before COVID hits, um, quarantine. Uh my character is Alex. Uh the whole I cheat on the main yeah. character. Yeah. My character yeah. Is like a little savage, you know, um, on these apps. And basically she's finding who she is because she's by herself, obviously. Yeah. So she's also exploring if maybe she wants to try different types of sexualities and whatnot. Um so it's a it's a it's a really, really touching film. Yeah. Uh, experience uh it touches mental health which is was a big factor with being stuck alone in covid mm-hmm. um, also it touches just being understanding and getting to love who you are as a person even if
2: it's not who other people think you should be You just said a mouthful with that last little sentence, because that's what I've been talking about and dealing with loving who you are, even if other people say different. Um, That's 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 major. Um, What is one of the biggest misconceptions of Africa? That.
3: It's more than it's more than uh, one country, you know. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and then you also categorize it, West Africa, East Africa, South Africa. Mm -hmm. I just feel as an African going to Africa and understanding. I've been to, I had a pleasure of going to Lagos to see a different vibe, obviously. Mm -hmm. But it's just different cultures. And when you see the beauty of just Black people just living in harmony, also, yes. the culture vibing—you see, essence of how we are as Black Americans here. We're not really that far apart. Yeah. And it's, I really, I really, really, really pray that every Black American in America goes to at least Ghana, goes to somewhere in Africa, just to understand how it feels not to be a minority. Yeah, you, you get, you get me. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I think it's really important. And, you know, Ghana at this moment is they're giving citizenship to anyone that wants to. They want everyone to go back and yeah. become, understand their roots and whatnot. Because if you don't know who you are, how can you excel for it? That's a one. This is true. my uncle always told me. So I always try to help everyone that wants to understand where they come from. Just trust me. Just take a visit. Just take a flight over. Your whole mindset would change. Wow.
2: So not only are you an actor, but you're a baseball um, player. You can probably tap dance and do ballet, but you're also a music director. Let's talk about yeah, yeah, the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did Let, you, let's did talk you watch, about. Did you watch it? I did watch it. I actually I watched it after uh, HBCU White House. Oh, How great. did you get into this? So
3: basically, this artist Mary Monty, beautiful, yes, gorgeous, beautiful, talented. Um, she had this vision of mixing Jessica Rabbit with Casino Royale so as you could tell that's the the flow and tone of the uh, video so um she me and her wrote it together mostly her I just added little things and Mm -hmm. we just put it together and honestly for me it was just mostly I was just happy that I was able to bring her full vision to life and that's what she loves you know And she's very talented. And hopefully, like, we could get the second part
2: of the saga going. Yeah. So is that, to you, is there a big difference in the directing part rather than being the feature, like, in your movies and TV shows? Is that a a, a big difference for you? Yes and no. Um, I guess
3: from an acting side, I think now it's easier for me to act because... I've stood behind the camera now yeah. I understand what the, it's going through the director's head mm-hmm. uh, from a directing side, it's just different. honestly, it really depends on your team I'll, yeah. I'll like your team is a a big big factor because everyone looks up to you to make sure everything runs smoothly, mm-hmm. so it's all about how you set the tone on set, making sure people feel comfortable within themselves, and then yeah. you also have to understand people. Even deeper than an actor, because if for a split second I'm not getting a certain reaction that should be, you need to think outside of the box and, uh, yeah. and make great analogies. This way, the person is comes out authentic and fluid. You
2: know. Yeah. Yeah. As as an actor, uh, in uh, taking on different roles how do you decompress whenever you have to play a dark role or do you have to decompress going from a dark role to a funny role to, you know, just the different areas of, of, of acting to where so, you don't bring it home with you? So like, I guess my acting coach, uh,
3: Wendy, she basically makes me write a book. Like I literally write out questions for each character that I do in so mm-hmm. this way. I kind of have a backstory for the character. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just use either as like personal things or just things that I've seen. I'm, um, I'm a, again, like I said, I'm a student. Like when I go out, I'm always watching people watching. So I try to take as much as I can and just bring it into that character at a time.
2: Well, you are, uh, indeed, uh, an example of what I would call Black excellence during Black History Month, man. We salute you, man, because uh, it's not easy for us to do things in the world today. And whenever I see somebody that's that's doing it big and living in their their truth and being successful, man, we have to salute you. Um, and with it being Black History, and we're almost done. Who is the one person in uh, in, in in history that influenced you the most?
3: that's a hard there's so many people but honestly um has to be kwame Nkrumah. um okay kwame, kwame Nkrumah was um the first president of ghana he mm. tried to unify africa under one currency um and basically he got capped mm. we don't know how but he really wanted to make uh africa unified and uh you know build our infrastructure make sure we were our resources were just weren't getting taken away from us and yeah. we were using it to build a bigger africa and i think that's that's the essence of black panther right um yeah pretty much um so i would like to build more on uh films like that and whatnot even yeah. if you look at the way afrobeats is starting to take over
2: the yes. industry
3: you know you have Ed Sheeran hopping on Peru hopping you know, on the it. Cardboard. So um, I think I think we're at a stage right now. Um, we're going to continue getting better and better and better. Yeah. But it's on to us, right? People yeah. like you, people like you to continue
2: making sure we're continuing the mission for people like Kwame Definitely, man, man. We appreciate and uh we just want to salute you one more time and thank you for coming through. Stopping by kicking it with your boy on the intro, Dallas. Look, if you all are watching or listening now, uh please do me a favor and share this video or share this audio with everybody, you know, and please do me a favor. Tell everybody where they can find out more information about you. So you can
3: find me on uh IG, uh, any socials. Giorgio Blamo, J-O-R-G-I-O-B-L-A-M-O, Blamo, across all things. And just to keep uh, tabs on me and see what I'm working on, you could just search me on IMDB, Jorge
2: Blamo, spelled Jorge, but Blamo. I'm glad you said that because I was about back- to, I had to go back and Pussy. listen to the video again because <laughs> I was like, I'm not about to screw this name up. This is crazy. I'm not about to get on national or whatever and jack this man's name up. Yes, because I, I was about to say Jorge Blama when I got on the stand. But I didn't. <laughs> man, I appreciate you, man. I hope we build a long-standing relationship. We want to be kept up to date with everything that you're doing so that we can support you and put you out there, man. Is there anything else that you would like to share with the audience? uh besides with myself coming out
3: um the can in may um i have rocky's galaxy um should be coming out in i think uh october november ish it's a holiday sci-fi comedy kind of film um it's very funny um you should definitely watch it with uh close ones and
2: family October is a good month. That's my birthday, so we're going to pray we do October so we can have a birthday party. <laughs> I love it. I
3: love it. I love it.
2: Again, everybody, it's your boy, Taz, and you're watching the Intro Dallas Podcast. I'm joined with the one and only George A. Blamo, uh, the football player, the basketball player, the baseball player, the, the ballet <laughs> <laughs> so, some of everything, man. We appreciate you. Hey, y'all don't go anywhere. We have some more good information coming up in just a minute. It's your boy Taz, and we are out. Hey, it's not by mistake that you're listening to this show right now. I promise you it's not. But do me a favor and follow us on all social media. Uh, that is the Intro Dallas Podcast on Facebook and SMG officially on Twitter and Instagram. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your boy, Taz. And I would like to thank you once again for checking out the Intro Dallas Podcast. Look, so it's important for me to let you know If you are looking for an opportunity to expand your brand, your music, your ministry Whatever it is you do, do me a favor and send us an email to SpotlightMedia.info at gmail.com You want to advertise uh, your brand, do me a favor Same email, we want to hear from you It's important because when I created this platform It was because I need the world to know who you are and what you are so get at me again that email address is spotlightmedia.info at gmail.com in the meantime in between time check out everything we do all of our, our prior podcasts and uh, news updates by going to www.ilovethespotlight.com let's go